Groove Café. You are listening to The Groove right here on RX Radio. And as always, I have amazing conversations that I share with you on The Groove Cafe. Joining me today, I have Pamela Ankunda, who is an author. Uh, she's written a book called Pieces of Time. And this is actually a very emotional, personal story for her. So she can tell us more. Welcome. Thank you. Nice thank you for joining here. me. You're looking really great. Well, thank you. you. Are. No, you are. You are. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It's a um, pleasure. Thank you so much. How long did it take you to work on this project? This was done by last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me two years. Um, but it was done by last year and I'd set the date for the launch in January. Then I thought, no, much will do. Mm-hmm. And so we said March 17th, 18th actually. Mm-hmm. And then the lockdown. Happened. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then the lockdown. And so I said, okay, whenever. But mm-hmm. I was tired because I'm working on another project. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't want to wait any longer. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. any day, any month mm-hmm. within 2020. It has to happen. Yes, because I didn't want to keep you know, waiting, because then you edit this and then you get more information and uh, actually my editor told me reduce it, reduce the book. Oh. But I was getting more information and more information and so I thought, okay, I will stop here. Okay. And that was it, yes. So two years it took you really yes. to... And this is not something you just went and did research, you, you walked, no, walked um, the journey. Sometimes I just write down my notes, mm-hmm. ordinarily. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I'm driving, sometimes I stop by the roadside, something comes to my mind, I just note it down. Mm-hmm. That's me. So I just kept writing down things that would, you know, often come into my mind. Mm-hmm. Then I remembered that at one time, I'd seen something in mommy's wallet. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of my dad. Yes. And I had opened it, you know, sneaked in and opened it and read it. And it was an obituary. Right. The gap you've le- you left will never be filled, will miss you, blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, okay, this is study they're talking about. But what? There's no grave? Nothing? It's okay. It, it just went on. Nothing happened. Mm. Then I remembered my mom all these years praying and teaching us, you know, saying God is the father of all orphans, a husband to all widows. You know, the kind of prayers that Mm. mothers recite. Yes. And then one day, you know, so many things were just like reoccurring. Mm -hmm. And then you had many questions. Yeah, so many questions. Unfortunately, my mom had died. Mm. She passed on in 93. And there were no answers. Mm. So one day I thought, okay, I'll just honor my dad and have memorial prayers. Mm. So we held memorial prayers. Um, we invited the president. He was gracious enough to come. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough. Mm. It just wasn't enough. Some other day, I'm on duty. At the time I was working enough for the president, I'm on duty and it's uh, Hero's Day in Nuero. And I'm taking down notes, you know, because you're on duty. Mm. And then I hear my dad's name for a middle. Oh. And I'm thinking, I work just upstairs, like that's where I sit. The chancery, the middle guy's seat just beneath. Why would nobody even invite me to, you know, or alert me that I'm going to receive dad's medal? Or anybody for that matter. So it caught home. you completely by surprise. Yeah. Actually thought, was that my dad? But the coincidence, both names, his village. 
So almost after everybody had received their medals, I walked up and received dad's medal. Mm -hmm. It still didn't make so much sense, like what exactly happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing down all these things, like why would nobody call me for a medal for his medal? Why didn't mom say anything about his death? Why is there no grave? You know, mm -hmm. so I'm asking all these questions. Fortunately, my dad's brother, my uncle, who took care of us, mm -hmm. um, had been in the same cell with my dad. Now, that's another story. Okay. Because one day, they arrest him, take him to jail in Katikamu. And there are so many people all squeezed into one room. Mm. And then I something tells him, like, I've had a voice that I think I know. Like, I've had a voice I think I know. My dad had been taken earlier. From right. home. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll tell you how that happened. So, my uncle thought, wait a minute. And they all squeezed in one cell. Mm -hmm. Very many of them. Mm -hmm. Say, I know this voice. And he calls him out. And mm -hmm. it's him. And so somehow, they try to get hold of each other's hands, you know. Mm -hmm. And they never let go. Okay. They never let go in the cell. There were so many people. So now he's telling me all these things anyway. So... So you're getting to know a bit more about your yes, dad. Yes, so I'm asking, obviously, because I now asked my uncle what happened, and I'm asking everybody that knew him, yeah. And so, uncle tells me what happened. And then he says, one day, they read out my name, and they say, Charles, go for your hippocanes. Hippocanes is a term they use to beat people, like, really, really badly, mm. to force information out of them. Mm. This is 84. 1984. Yes. So it turns out, the man who had who had asked for uncle to go for hippocanes hmm. knew him hmm. and so he tells him you're going for hippocanes but run for your dear life hmm. run as fast as you can and so uncle runs and leaves dad Behind. in the cell yes hmm. now in this holding cell of about 70 of them there was a women's wing hmm. and a men's wing okay now in the female section same house though and I was so lucky that when uncle described the place, he couldn't remember it vaguely. So he said, I think it was near school. I think it was this. So I went asking and asking and asking village by village and eventually got the cell. Wow. And it still stands to death. Mm -hmm. So uncle Charles left. Somehow he survived, went to exile, then came back on time. So I asked him, so then how did you know that dad died? He said, I do not know. He came back looked for him we couldn't find we couldn't him find him we held prayers and the bishop bishop Barnabas, told us that he's dead mm. and so we took the bishop's word so i said but how can the bishop was he there mm. unfortunately he too was dead by the time i was speaking so this you together. couldn't even ask him i didn't i didn't know what to ask so this book that yeah. you have written mm. is all about these questions yeah. and then your journey to actually find your father's yes. grave. I did find no, there's no grave. Mm. Now what happened, this is a spoiler alert like they say it's a spoiler. So in the female section, there were three ladies maybe just take you back Crystal there was, every Friday was a killing day. Mm -hmm. So every Friday they read out names X, Y and Z go out. Now those in the cells thought the X, Y, and Z are being freed to go back to their homes. Okay. Not mm -hmm. knowing that the X, Y, and Z on that given Friday were going to be killed. Mm. So they read out the three names, my dad and some other two guys. 
and they told them to dig their grave, to dig a grave, you know? Mm. And so they called women. There were three women. One unfortunately died. I traced down one and I spoke to her. That's why now I get all this information. That's how you know for sure what happened. Yes. So, incidentally, that other woman among the two that buried my dad alive, Auntie Florence, she was, we call her auntie because she was a family friend. Mm. So dad looks at her and saying, okay, Florence, take care of my kids and Winnie. Winnie is my mom. Mm. So they tell the X, Y, and Z, include my dad, obviously, jump in. So they jump in and they ask the women, cover the grave. And so they cover the grave, the three of them alive, and the women are forced to go back. But they've been doing it every Friday. Different oh women, you goodness. know. Yeah, so that's what happened. Now, they could see, because the grave like was, how can I even say it? From the window, sorry about that. From the window, if it rained, it washed away the, the soil mm. on the graves. Mm. So, <laughs> this was telling me, I was hoping that maybe the rain would wash away the soil mm. and would still be alive, but it's definitely not possible. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one day I took my sisters, my family members to the place. There's a monument. There's yeah. a big monument. We've got 32 monuments in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And each has over 3,000 skulls. Mm-hmm. And so I told my sisters, this is the place where dad was buried alive. Mm-hmm. I can't exactly know the position or the place. Mm-hmm. But because they told me it was near the cell, opposite the school, mm-hmm. it probably is here. So this monument has skulls that were collected from this from place. Area. Mm-hmm. So most likely dad's skull or dad's remains or whatever it is could be in this monument i feel like this is a journey that must have taken so much courage yes i mean you had many questions but the fact that you went searching yes searching you said village to village yes asking different people yes i met an old woman in makulumita and she told me what do you want so I said, I'm looking for a body. She says, body or remains? Mm. And in Luganda, obviously, and I'm thinking, okay, which one is the correct word? But I tell her, she says, you know, my children died that way. Every evening, pigs and wild animals scattered bones. Mm. So I'd pick them up and pile them there, hoping someone would rebury them. Mm. Maybe your dad was among those. Mm. She had the weight of hopelessness. You know, so much trauma. Yes, but someone had to be strong Mm -hmm. and do this, and I loved her. So she was living with her grandchildren. I went back one day just to tell her, and she was not there anymore. And that's what hurts me the most. Mm -hmm. That when I went back to look for her and talk to her, she was, you know, not there anymore. So yeah, this is that part of our history. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, when you talk about this past mm-hmm. and this history, there are many people who are not receptive. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things yeah. when you want to talk about things that happen. Yeah. People don't really either. I, I don't know. Maybe it's hard to comprehend what happened at the time. I, I don't. Have, have you had like a good reception from your family, for example? Um, incidentally, when I was writing all this, I never told. When I was going to Katikama and going to Makulubita and doing all this, I never told them. They didn't know. I was just hoping I would surprise them with the possibility of the reburial uh-huh. of my dad's remains. Yes, yeah. yes. And I was excited yes. that maybe I'll say, here is, you know, dad's skull or whatever it is. 
I was naive. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I wanted to go on and on and on and on. Mm. I don't even know what was pushing me. Because at one point I told myself, Pamela, it doesn't make sense. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm. But I went on and on and on. And um, I got nowhere. Because <laughs> this is literally getting nowhere. Mm. Um, but yeah. So this is just eight pieces of time. Okay. <laughs> pieces yes. of time. How yes. can someone get a hold of your book? When did you launch it exactly? On third. December last week mm-hmm. yeah um, and here we are now okay it's been a week yes. so is it in bookshops is yes it, it is it's in a restock mm-hmm. um, and I'll do I'll just edit it again and uh, put it on Amazon as well but it's been it's I mean with all the criticism with all the abuse that I've gotten and uh, someone says good for you I hold no grudge honestly what? yeah what yes but this is a kind of Uganda when someone dies they say okay you didn't think you'd die like <laughs> You saw this kind of reception about Bantariza's death and uh, and uh, who else? Even with Sheikh Muzata. Mm. But I, no, I think God. people are just very callous with comments. And because, especially with social media, it really emboldens people to say any kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, again, it's what kind of history mm-hmm. do we know or do we know? And mm-hmm. what must we know about our country? I mean, yeah. our history needs to be documented. I'm told, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. when you were on this journey, mm-hmm. how were you handling it? Because I imagine spiritually it was very draining. Emotionally it was very draining. The more you were learning, the more people you were meeting and hearing about their experiences. How did you handle it as a person? It's only when I met that woman in Riantonde who told me what she did. Mm. And when I met, sorry, and when I met... Um, the son of Auntie Florence and she told me everything that, that he told me everything I knew that I thought wow mm. I wanted to put myself in her shoes Aunt Florence's shoes they must have gone it's incomprehensible what one could mm. I mean asking you to bury someone alive mm-hmm. to cover you know heap after heap until the person probably gasping for breath and there is no more to hold on to. Mm. And then you go back to the cell and then the next Friday you're called out Again, to do to the do same this. thing. Mm. How can you live with that? How? How? I, I don't know. I don't and know. Because at least now in the world today we can talk about getting therapy, finding someone to talk to, but that generation, That's they went through so much but they never so really much. got that help. They didn't. What about you, like your health, your physical health? Because sometimes emotional stress can manifest. It's, it's uh, my uh, our first bond that I worry about. Because when she was reading this, she didn't stop crying. Yeah. She she doesn't stop crying up until today. She told me How that... How old is she? She's old. She was, she's a 73. You know, she was born in 1973. Mm-hmm. So, she's old. Mm-hmm. so she told me that at mom's funeral, because I saw my mom die. Actually, saw my mom waste away somehow. Because mm. everything, she was young when she got married and semi literate. So her life was just around my dad. Your dad. She'd followed him to Karamoja because dad had joined the army in 1967 mm. and he'd been posted to Moroto. So she'd followed him wherever. Mm. That was her life. Mm-hmm. And it's to drop out. And so she, my dad is taken away and her life has to kind of restart mm. altogether. Yeah. So I grew up with my mom and she was my world. She literally was my world. So this one day at her hospital side, she wakes up and asks for bread and I, 
and then she goes back to sleep and she tells us take care of each other and obey your uncles and mm. god bless you and she dies for me that is more painful than the thought of dad in a grave being buried alive because i didn't know him but when i think about it when i think about the kind of history that we've gone through when i see young boys throwing tire you know tires and all these things and burning i always tell myself pamela tell them it is well we've been through the worst as a country we can do better mm-hmm. and it's not for nrm or for president seven or for politics aside we deserve better mm-hmm. but this better can only come from us mm-hmm. what we've been through the different stories imagine this old man telling me that every day she picked skulls mm-hmm. and put them together mm-hmm. like piles of firewood by the roadside it's hard to even <laughs> you know imagine. yesterday i got a response from a stranger and he said i read your book and uh, this is me in the so he sent me a picture so this is me in this picture mm-hmm. and um they are standing by skulls and he says the man in the blue suit in a kaunda suit is general moses ali mm. they had just surrendered to nra in 1985-86 and so we're taking up we're taking them around to see the skulls uh, to make a case for peace in uganda mm. and so this is me that you're describing in the book mm-hmm. so such stories you know yeah so it's a very big part of our history yes, that we is. we need to to remember yes. because mm-hmm. many of us our parents and our grandparents were directly affected yes. well pamela thank yes. you so much for joining mm-hmm. me on the groove thank cafe so uh, how so can much. we get in touch with you on um, social media um uh, I always forget my hand on, on on Twitter. I can't imagine, but well, <laughs> uh, Twitter it's uh, at Pamangunda. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook the same. No, Facebook is Pamela Angunda. Pamela Angunda. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Twitter it's at Pamangunda. Yeah. Okay. It. Yes. And just to remind, I know you've been sucked into our story. Pamela has written a book called Pieces of Time: The Silent Witness. Uh, sometimes life is a mystery, but she went on a journey to understand what happened. to her father and she finally found out that he was buried alive. Um thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. And yes, we look forward to reading the book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a thank bl- you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you. <laughs> Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Happy vibes. Sweet connections. The Groove.